Live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fan Fuel Motorsports. Um, Alex is currently at work, um, trapped in a couple of thunderstorms, it sounds like. Um, so I am your interim host, Colton Cranmore. I'm joined again, as always, by Nathan Ball and Jared Bacaisa down on the bottom there. Um, Jared, first off, there was a big basketball game this week that I heard about. There was. My Jayhawks finally sealed the deal. First time in 10 years they were even in a championship game. First time since 2008. Largest comeback in championship history, and it was the most viewed national championship game in college basketball history. And I was a part of it. Hell yeah. That's your stats. Rock Chalk, you can see it in the name here. I finally got my hat, and I've had this jersey for years and I now I can finally wear it with pride for the next year. For once one yeah. of my teams actually won a big game. Um now I, I before we get into the, the motorsports stuff, how in the hell are you a Kansas fan living in Pennsylvania? Ah uh, here <laughs> now we're getting into some juicy stuff. Whenever I was little I watched a Kansas versus Missouri game. Uh, I love the student section that Kansas had when like being like 10 years old, 11 years old, I was like, wow that's awesome. And for some reason, in our area, we have like a large amount of Duke and North Carolina fans. For some reason, which in Pennsylvania, that's why you know that's that's why that's one of my big things. So I'm like, you know what? If we're gonna go out of state teams, I'm gonna go Kansas. Kansas is my favorite team. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, well, my team is Wyoming. Uh, fair to say, and uh, we won the national championship in 1943. All right. So, don't call us ballers or nothing. Hey, you, got, um, you, produced, you produced Josh Allen, so that's that counts as yeah. Fun. We did produce Josh Allen, um, yeah. Cody Powers, Cans ass. Hey, uh, Cody, how's uh, how Tennessee do? <laughs> oh that's man, that's what I thought. <laughs> and a lucky Dalton's not here. Yeah, yeah, Dalton is probably the biggest Tennessee fan I've ever met. Like that dude, it will ruin his fucking day when uh. When Tennessee loses, like I've never seen a more passionate fan uh, in my life. Like whether it comes how, to NASCAR, sports, anything. Yeah. How did how did Virginia Tech do in the tournament? And see, I'm not a basketball guy, so you guys can just sit. Right, and talk I'm not a big basketball guy either. <laughs> I'm more of a football guy. So cool. you said this is their first title since what? 2008. 2008. I wasn't even a like a fan then. I I joined the bandwagon afterwards. I guess. Ah, and so now you're back on the bandwagon, right? Uh, I've been on the bandwagon. I've been posting pictures of myself. I I wore, I wore a full Kansas. I wore have the jersey. I have this jersey, and I have the matching game shorts. I wore to school back in the day. There's picture pictural proof of it that I wore it. Hell yeah! I, I was a big fan then. Don't make fun of them. I bet you there those guys aren't laughing now at me. They probably still are. But... All right, so I guess let's get into the motorsports stuff. Um, now that we're done talking shit about basketball, um, Xfinity race, Jared, did you watch any of the Xfinity race? I caught about the last 90 laps. I had, I was busy on Saturday. I kind of like had, I had it on like in the background, but I wasn't really like focused on it, but I did like actually sit down and watch like the last 100 laps or so. Oh yeah. And then Nate, you watched it cause we were talking I about watched, it. Yeah. I watched it like at least two thirds of it. Cause I saw the whole ending and whatnot. Um, second here so i am switching over tabs alex if you're watching i don't know if you are or not we got three viewers um yeah we're, doing pretty good so we're gonna have cody powers join us for a little bit oh cody um, let's just have a little party since i missed the last one because i was not doing so well um you're out. You're out cold 
So mm-hmm. Raja Karuth had his first race, his Xfinity Series debut with Tommy Joe Martin Racing, the number 44. Um, I thought he did pretty damn good for it being his first race. Um, he finished P24. Um, he was a couple laps down, but that is to be expected, not only for your first race, but for um, the TJM equipment as of late. Um, what did you guys think of him? Because I thought he was a hell of a wheel man. You could see him towards the end of stage one, um, really trying to feather the throttle and save the car a little bit when you could tell his tires were gone. Yeah, I was impressed. Um, he went from, I think someone on the radio was complaining about him earlier, one of the leaders, I think it was Almanier, and then he, you could see him slowly get better throughout the day, which I think is the biggest thing because it seems like he never gets worse. He always gets better, which you always want to see that. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I thought too. Um, he was running more competitive lap times the the further it went into the race. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see. I don't know where his next start is. I know Alex has told us a couple either, times. Yeah. I think it's Dover maybe. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, but it's really cool to see him. Um, we got him first. so Yeah, he was our cool. first guest, our first driver guest, that is. Yeah. Yeah, alumni. yeah hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I do it at Fanfield University. Um, and then we saw really a two-horse battle for most of the race in John Hunter Nemechek and Ty Gibbs. Um, those are those two are really the class of the field, and ultimately it came down to them. Um, but we did have Sam Mayer finish P3. Does that stand out to you guys at all? Because it, it kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit. It did a little bit. Um, I think he's always been talented. It's just the results clearly haven't been there the last year or so. So I think if he just has clean races, it's probably going to happen a little more often. But I do remember seeing somewhere that he was the fastest car on the track the last run. He just didn't have track position. So you could see that gap coming down a little bit further, further down. He just ran out of time. Yeah, I agree with Nate on that. I think if he just stays clean in his race, he's going to get more results like that. And I think having that third place finish is really just going to give us more momentum moving forward. Yeah, and I, I really think that Sam Mayer is going to turn into what a lot of people thought Riley Herbst was going to be because we did see Sam have a lot of um, just kind of rookie mistakes um, that back half of last season when he took over that eight car. Um, and as well as a couple earlier this year, just kind of little things. Um, so that's really what kind of impressed me is that he was able to put together a full competitive run all day. Um, Nate, you had mentioned it before we got on. The onboard shots were absolutely oh, atrocious. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that we can't have onboards at all. It's just a matter of how much they used it. It's probably about 40 of the last 50 laps, I'd have to guess, wasn't an onboard in some way, shape, or form. And even the finish was like a split screen between two different onboards. And I'm like, yeah. what's going on? There was a point where they were showing both drivers' helmets like on a split yeah. screen. I'm like, why are we seeing that? Like, I'd rather see, you have a side by side action happening, and you're playing a split screen like we're watching a podcast or something. My goodness. So we do have in the waiting room here. Um, I'm about to call him in, Mr. Cody F and Powers. Um, again, for those of you watching, I missed the last, um, not this last episode, but the one before when Cody was actually on. Mm-hmm. Um, so first time I'm joined with Cody on Fan Fuel. Hey, hey um, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Hi, Cody. Hey, Jared. Chilling at home, not a ton to do tonight. Yeah, uh, Wednesdays are usually my days off. Um, it's kind of like my adult day. That's when I like <laughs> wash all my clothes and do all my adult stuff. You're, you're in victory oh, yeah. lane. Wow. Yeah, I've been here since Sunday. Yeah. Um, oh, I was man, supposed to interview a driver, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's still light out over there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it, yeah, no, yeah. There's something about uh, Eastern Virginia. Sun never goes down. 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Richmond doesn't party like Talladega, then. There's no valid reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a committed fan right there. You're just camping out there in Victory Lane, still waiting for that interview you won't get. I've literally not left Victory Lane. There's a porter potty right over here. That's what I've been using. <laughs> Postmates, all the food in. Yeah. Hey, Kurt, hey, Cody, since you're here, why don't you talk smack to my face now? Um, I mean, Kansas is lucky Duke wasn't there. Yeah, okay. Did Duke win? I don't, I don't watch college basketball. The only time I keep up with college basketball is during March. Like, I'm completely blind to it. I build, like, blind brackets. My bracket was busted in, like, the second round. It is what it is. You know what I do watch, though? NASCAR. Oh, same. Well, you're in luck because we do run a NASCAR podcast. Wow. <laughs> um, so, the last lap, Alex, if you're watching, we told you in the group chat, Alex is Ty Gibbs simp. Um, nothing Ty yeah, Gibbs does yeah. is wrong. Um, what did you guys think of that last lap? More so the last yeah. corner. Um, oh man, let's see. Where do I begin? Personally, I am a bump and run is all right, but I am not a fan of just washing the dude up and using eight tires to make your corner instead of four. Right. I think it's just a matter of how he was raced beforehand. I mean, I Nemechek pretty much raced him clean for 40 laps, and then as right. soon as he clears him. You know, Ty Gibbs hits him once, hits him twice, hits him however many times. And then if that wasn't already enough, then he just barges into him in the last corner. And it's just, it just seemed kind of overkill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I look back at it. This is like a, the Joey Logano, Martin Truex race at Martinsville. Mm -hmm. That's like, that's kind of how I viewed it. And I kind of, I agree with Colton, like driving it, wash him up the track wasn't the best. It's short track racing. I get, I understand that. I, I get that full gist on there. I think I'm also a little bit biased. I'm not the biggest Ty Gibbs fan, especially after watching him race like an Arca series last year, moving people out of the way from wins and stuff. So I think a little bit of the bias came in there. But it's like I said, it's basically like the short like the Truex Lagana thing at Martinsville a couple years ago. It's short track racing. People are gonna hate it. People are gonna like it. I'm like on the fence with it. But right. I just I don't really have like a solid opinion on it. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. It sucks. It's cool. Like, I'm like on that 50 50 binge there. What do you want him to do? He's he's running for the championship, right? I guess I'm going to take Alex's place here. I mean, he checks race for his career. You know, he John's, doesn't have fun. John's yet. performing well enough, though, like in the truck series. Like, it's a given. He's going to move up into Joe Gibbs. I would right? hope. I would um, hope. I don't. He wasn't able to afford it this year, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, Joe Gibbs, they're kind of bouncing around that 18 car trying to figure out who's going to be their guy. And let's be honest, Brandon Jones is probably not getting that ride back next year either. So you're probably going to have two open seats at JGR full time. Um, I don't think John has anything to worry about, but what do you want Todd to do? He's running for the championship and John is there auditioning, right? Um, I mean... Is it dirty? Yeah, it, it is. But I made a, a comparison on my podcast Sunday, and I got everybody riled up. I think that Ty Gibbs is giving us a little bit of a glimpse. Colton, hold on, okay, because I know I'm going to blow you away. I think he's giving us like a little bit. He's rattling some cages, if you, if you catch my drift. I like the fact that he is willing to go out there and move somebody out of his way to win. We don't really have that in the sport right now, other than like a Joey Logano. But Joey's kind of slowing down with age with that. We don't have that guy that's up there just wrecking people for wins the way we used to with Dell Sr. I think we're getting a glimpse of that with Ty Gibbs. And I right. like 
I love seeing it. The so that's that's fair. Right. I think like I think he should. Go ahead, Nate. Like I think it's fair that he should have made the move. He was already side by side when he was there. It's just like I think of someone compared it to the 2012 Richmond finish with veteran cup drivers. And it looked a lot different. It's like, I just wish it's like, just drag race a guy. Don't not give him a chance to race you at all. Cause that's what I would you, do. Right. Like he raced you clean for 40 laps. Like just do the same back to him. Yeah. Like you don't have to not try. You just have but to. But John did him move over. him up a little bit too. And in my opinion, I put the fault on John for not moving him up even further away so that Ty couldn't close that gap again. I think I'm with more so with Nate here that I, and I made this point last week that, with the whole mentality of just run each other over to win the race, we're never going to get a good drag race to the line finish. You That's know, my it's going to be cars concern. sideways in the wall, which is great entertainment if we want to be entertainment. Right. But I'd rather see a drag race to the end. Um, again, I don't think it was – I mean, it's definitely not the worst thing he's ever done. I don't think it was that dirty. It won't be the worst so far this year. Like, yeah, I forgot more about it 25 minutes later. Um, right. You know, it, it to this point wasn't even the worst this year. Obviously, that Ryan Sieg incident was kind of <laughs> bullshit. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with Gibbs. I think I'm more so holding his feet to the fire just because he does have a reputation every week. Yeah, into right. something. Um, I really like the phrase of shit happens, but some people are in shit more than off more often than not. Um, right. That's, that's where I was headed. I think that yeah. if he's got a lot of talent, he's got a great car. He has everything he needs to win races the easy way, but he seems to willingly take the way that creates as many enemies as possible. Right. And it might come back to bite him one day. Yeah, he, he genuinely reminds me of a very like Joey Logano, right? I feel like he's on. Yeah, the and it came back to bite Joey. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys kind of summed up my point. Also, you know how I said I was like kind of fifty-fifty with this. I think it's more because we're in that next gen now, where I think you just kind of kind of expect to get moved out of the way, like however it takes. I mean, like you saw yeah. it at uh, Coda last week, Ross Chastain. Like, granted, that you know that was a good. I'm not. I'm not saying that was bad or anything, but I'm just saying we're in that age now where rattling cages is you're going to wreck a guy to win basically. And I think that's what, if you see Ty Gibbs doing it, what's stopping any of the younger kids come moving up in the truck yeah. series. I mean, you see the truck series nowadays, it's like shit show. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with Doesn't that kids. kind of take us back to like the, the golden age of NASCAR though? In oh, a way, man. yeah. In no, because eh. for Earnhardt fans, yes. For Earnhardt fans, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, like that. That's what people, that's why like stadiums started getting filled up, right? I mean, because let's be honest, like us as fans, if we can dive in and we want to see like, you know, those Ricky Craven and Kurt Bush finishes every single week. But your casual fan who's watching it for the entertainment side of it, they want to see that, right? They, like, they want to see 99 Bristol right. every week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I exactly. noticed though, it's like a lot of the people that are more likely to offend it, it probably not raced anything before they haven't had that done to them before yeah and i think that's where my opinion changes when i started carding i was like i was a little more pro contact and then i stopped when i started doing this i'm like i've had it happen to me i'm like man i'm not really sure i like this anymore you know yeah that's like, right i'm trying too. to win these races clean like i was fully on board with it until you start thinking about the racing side of it like if i were in that situation that's right kind of it's that, you know and i know that I would race clean in most situations, but again, I'm also not going for Xfinity wins and Xfinity championships. So it's, it's hard to say. And obviously it's, it's mm -hmm. different with like carts and stuff because of the open wheel. And yeah, um, but you know, I am Nate and I agree on most any contact issue. So we're probably not the ones to ask. <laughs> Do you think that the safety in NASCAR is making this more of a like pandemic? Yes, for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. look at yeah. Logano and Hamlin 2013. And I think when Hamlin broke his back, he said like, 
I get it if it's a short track, but why are we doing this on a two mile track? You know, it's like I hate they, they it, so I hate it. those crashes on super speedways. Right. I like I will forever have like disdain towards McDowell for what he did at, at the yeah. the five hundred last year. I don't I think, think that there's a, a place for that at super speedways. But I think one point fives in short tracks, yeah, put somebody up in the wall if you got to. Right. I think it's just the case of they've never had consequences for the actions before. You know, they've never been you know, like I said, Colton said, if you do this in a go kart, you're probably gonna hurt somebody. You do this in any other local track that maybe doesn't have the safety features, you can do that. You can do it at a super speedway. You're going to hurt somebody. It's just, I think these kids haven't really dealt with it before. So I look at Arca last year. I think someone pointed out to me that there was two intentional wrecks. Someone got a concussion from being right reared. Someone broke a leg from being wrecked on Michigan on purpose for whatever reason. So it's just, I mean, I think it's just the nature of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with all that. Um, moving on to the Cup Series. Um, first off, Fox, what the actual fuck? Um, this was, and I will feel confident saying, the worst coverage we've seen all year. Um, the pre-race yeah. BS, I mean, I think they are literally trying to make every week worse. Just as like a, almost like a bad commercial. Like as long as you are talking about it, it's good publicity. Um, but I mean, the calls are getting absolutely terrible. We can't have a single week of Mike Joy just calling a finish without Clint Boyer chiming in with some dumb shit like, whoa, look at him coming out the corner. Like, I fucking hate it. Hot Rod. Like, yeah. Count how many times he says Hot Rod during a broadcast. Yeah. Count how many times he says, oh, by the way, as well. Open your fucking eyes. Oh, that oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a there's a secret trick to this. Uh, my boy Dakota taught me. What you do is you mute the Fox broadcast and then you play MRN over that. That's that's pretty smart. The only thing is, is I'm on YouTube TV, so I'm about 30 seconds behind. Yeah, like yeah, the actual yeah. Oh, they're in box. the wall, and you're like, who's right. in the and wall? I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. I'm the corner behind. Or when they're calling the back half of the field, and you're like watching a close up shot of like Chase Elliott. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I I think it's. I feel like Fox is trying to get out of it. Like I feel like they are yeah. trying to like yeah, do good. so bad. But who, regardless, like the commentators, I think everybody has their own opinion on them. Me personally, I'm not a big Mike Joy guy. Um, I used to love Mike Joy, but I think he's on like the the DW trajectory right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just like weird anecdotal, like middle in the race. Like, why are we talking about like a race that you covered in 1963 right now? Um, yeah. And then with Boyer, you got Boyer who's trying to be the color commentator with Mike Joy, who is like strictly all business, right? Like Joy has his yeah. funny moments every now and then, but you either need to pair Mike Joy with somebody who's going to compliment him or pair Boyer with somebody who's going to compliment him. Obviously, I feel like Boyer would be the future of the Fox broadcast. I mean, that's clear and evident. But I feel like Fox is trying to, like, get out of it. And whoever they're hiring as the director and the showrunner, whoever's calling these camera cuts is genuinely just bad for their job. Just terrible, terrible. Like, I don't think they watch racing. I think they just brought somebody like, yeah, this guy covers events. Let's get him. Yeah, and I'd say that's probably what it was. Like, this is their their NFL guy, right? Like, yeah. he, he doesn't know, like, where he needs to be looking and what camera angles should be focused on. My biggest complaint is the delay from calling an accident to showing the accident. Oh, like, oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah, Denny Hamlin and Kurt Busch get into each other, and then, like, 15 seconds later, yeah. like, you see the tail end, like, you just see their car sitting there. Another yeah. minute goes by, and then you can see the contact. How about the end of the races now where they won't even show the burnout, but just show a full lap replay of what just happened yeah. when we clearly knew Like the happened. burnout, 
yesterday or not yesterday, Sunday, I meant like they just zoomed in on Hamlin's rear bumper. You couldn't even see the actual burnout. And they're like, you know, let's just zoom in. We can do onboard for half the burnout, you know, like, yeah. What does this even mean? Like why? Yeah. That's our weekly fuck, fuck Fox segment. Um, yeah. It's, it's a normal thing. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, and I think my issue, I don't like Boyer, but I also don't think that Boyer himself is bad. I think the direction Fox is pushing him to be is They're bad. making him like that. Yeah. They want to have him over the top, which I think Boyer would be a pretty good guy. I mean, if you guys went back and listened to the Barstool Racing podcast, Boyer's yeah, oh, yeah. smart. Like, he can mm-hmm. get down to business, but I think he's got the producer in his ear going, Boyer, pick up the energy, you know, and that's when. Yeah, yeah. be a hillbilly. Yeah, right. that's how Fox always been. They're forcing them to be like the modern era DW basically. Yeah. Like this, yeah. This like, a, like a like a thrift store version of DW. Yeah. I think if we're gonna go in this direction with Clint, I think somebody needs to like give him some moonshine while he's in the booth. You know what like I made the joke last week that I think Clint just like shows up to the track two hours for the race, throws on a suit, slams a couple oh, beers, yeah. say, All right, boys, what are we doing this week? Like, <laughs> who got the pole? Yeah. Yeah, um, he does great, Colton does a great impression of him. I love it. Yeah, he does. Did you notice that uh, Mikey's gridwalk is starting to become less and less? Like they're not giving him ten minutes airtime anymore. They're just giving him. Like, I'm honestly seconds. fine with that because he had some issues with that. I will say. <laughs> yeah. Is that because you're a Denny fan and he dropped a taco on him? On that's that's just one of them. There's many problems, but that's just. I one love of them. the gridwalk. I, I I've always loved the grid. Like walk. I think it'd be I think cool with somebody else, but like great comedic value, and and like if that was our only comedic value for pre-race, I'm fine with it. I would be fine with it. I would that take that over the skits for sure. Yeah, like to put it out is horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't yeah. even know where to begin with that. I don't watch I, it. So they I have like a little cartoon character, and I'm like, the watermelon <laughs> skit was a problem in itself. I mean, we need to bring Digger back. <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. Oh no no no! Y'all, I didn't realize this. I I wasn't old enough to see this back then. But they had like a whole cartoon, like a thirty minute show. Yeah. On Digger, I'm like, what is this? They had like um, a merch trailer for him. Crazy. So another big topic is that a uh, stage cautions are shouldn't be a thing because I think this race could have been a lot better throughout the entirety of the race had we not had stage breaks. I am on the side of giving points at the stages. I'm fine with that. I am 100% supportive. Don't stop the race, especially at road courses, super speedways, and, I mean, everywhere, really. Why are we doing it? I think that not only does it kill the TV broadcast, but I also think that it absolutely obliterates the at-track experience, too, because you go to the bathroom. like You have to go to the bathroom 30 minutes before the stage break. If yeah, you go to the bathroom, or, yeah, yeah, because everybody at the same time, it's the equivalent right. of like halftime at a football game or, you know, intermissions at a hockey game. Um, right. it's totally. It's I don't get up unless there's like a regular caution that's unplanned because I know the stage cautions are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it hurts it all across the board. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with them keeping it green and then just awarding stage oh, yeah. points. It makes sense. And I think that had Richmond ended, if there would have been a caution in the last 10 laps of that race, I would have wanted up the entire race and thrown it away. Yeah. Yeah, Same. for sure. Um, I made the point that this was this was a good race. This wasn't a barn burner. Like the on track product wasn't you know crazy good exceptional. Yeah. Um, but it was a strategy race. It was refreshing to see those kind of mid two thousands NASCAR again that I grew up watching, you know. Um and I also compared it, it's like a local late model race. You know, you go out there, you you can see someone tracking down the leader for twenty laps, and that's the best part um of these kind of races for me. I 
can't stand green white checkers that aren't natural and that aren't you know more than once a month yeah 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 I think what was frustrating though was the fact that they didn't show Denny and Harvick tracking down. Oh my god, yeah. Like we got to it, they showed uh MTJ starting to reel him in, and then when that stalled out, they're like they looked oh, at Larson for a couple laps, yeah. and that was they're it. like Denny's coming, and then we just never see Denny. Like we don't see him just blasting bodies. Yeah, out. and honestly, like I think McMurray's segment's really good lately with Fox. He has like a segment where he looks at data from cars and he'll tell you some insight and he was the only one that was aware that hamlin and harvick were catching them before everybody else and it's like i don't understand it it's like they did they not see this or are they just not telling us i feel like it's kind of a little bit of both yeah i feel like some guys see it but it goes back to that director whoever is directing this broadcast right just has yeah. no idea just zero just, clue. crazy like i went on twitter after the race to see what happened and somebody had all these advanced stats and I looked and they said the difference between Hamlin and Harvick was five tenths. And four of those tenths were gained on Hamlin's pit stop compared to Harvick's. So net Fox never acknowledged that. And they, they didn't realize that pit road is likely where that race is won. I think they just need to add like a stats guy that announces that stuff throughout the game, like the race. And... Dude, that's yeah. what Larry Mack is supposed to be for. Yeah. Right? And we just never hear from Larry like every like, now and then. Jamie will say, he is the real MVP this year for me. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw that Atlanta segment he did, but he talked about, he looked at telemetry from some of these cars and he's like, well, this must mean that Toyota's running really trimmed out. And that must mean they have a horsepower deficit because they're compensating with the lack of downforce. And it's like stuff that Boyer would have never told you. Yeah. And I feel like that's the stuff that needs to be like said oh, to yeah. reel in. Cause I, I mean, when we were kids going back, like, Regardless if you love or hate ESPN's coverage, they were really good at just like dumbing it all down and breaking it down to us as kids, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And now, like, we're seeing all this stuff. I can talk you through it. Colton can, Nate can, mm -hmm. Jared can, but yeah, I'm not on the broadcast, you know? Right. So, yeah. like, somebody's got to break it down. I feel like you yeah. can still mix it up with like dumbing it down for people, but also throwing in some advanced stats. So then right. those people that are still learning, they can ask someone they're watching it with, hey, what's this mean? And then they can get it explained to them without yeah. them doing it all full advanced statistics on them, but still, you know, like have that, that you can do that. Like, but we're getting neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that to your point about the Mike Joy and Clint Boyer booth, I think Jamie McMurray would be a great one to try to throw in there. Um, mm -hmm you know, and try to see how that would work. Um, maybe not give him the full broadcast, maybe have Clint take it over um, uh, during some point. But yeah, Jamie Mack and Clint, I think would make a really good move. Yeah, I think two people is too, uh, too few. I think we need three in the booth. You need three, yeah. When they can keep the rotating one. Like, I really like Chad Canalsis last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, And then, so we just talked about Denny and Harvick. Jared, my guy, <laughs> what the fuck happened with Kyle Busch? Oh, Half the race goes by and they don't call this penalty. Well, here, here's what I don't understand. Aren't, aren't there officials that oversee the pit stops that they do? Like, are they yeah. obviously, they obviously must not be doing their job if they like. Oh, that looks kind of sketchy. They're putting some tape where they shouldn't be. Like, if that's a new role, you would think that they'd be trained to like watch for that right. stuff. And it took them that long to look up a replay to make sure it wasn't debris. Yeah. Well, to be fair, yeah, I could I could see how it'd be mistaken for a napkin. Yeah, yeah, I could too. But still, it just goes back to shouldn't the shouldn't the official overseeing the pit stop be able to catch that or be like, hey, look, he put too much. He put something there. 
Yeah. So for those watching who didn't see the race on Sunday, Kyle Busch um, made a pit stop and then the team put a piece of tape on the grill, which is not allowed anymore um, because there's actually a big plate behind that grill. And so it just gives you kind of a weird aerodynamic advantage, according to NASCAR. Um, they meant to put it over the brake duck. They didn't. 200 laps later, NASCAR finally catches it and penalizes them with the drive through penalty. They got to go remove the tape. Um, Nate. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember hearing Ben Bayshore say that, oh, he thought it was going to fall off, which is kind of interesting. It makes me wonder if they've been doing this the whole year or something, but I, I, I don't know. It's just so confusing. Like, I don't know what the team was thinking. I don't know what NASCAR was thinking. It's just, I, I don't really know where to start with this. Did I, was there any Kyle Busch comments on that? I couldn't really find anything. On oh, man, I don't think so. I feel like that's something you're probably not going to get out of him. No, I think he's probably just, he knows he's going to get in trouble if he says something. Cody? I don't think that Ben Bayshore is going to make it too many more weeks. Probably um, not. I mean, regardless, like, sure, the uh, the pit crew definitely uh, screwed up there, right? Like, totally mm -hmm. on the pit crew. Um, also on the official, but more so as the crew chief, how can you not be aware of what the rules are, right? Um, and even right. if they accidentally misplaced it and it was supposed to go over the brake ducts, it was not supposed to go over the brake duct, right? The first right, they story know. was they, they picked it up. The second story was that it was supposed to be on the brake duct. Um, and clearly oh, it yeah. didn't help <laughs> at all. I mean, it did yeah. the opposite of what they needed it to do. I just, I mean, I'll hop on the Ben Bayshore hate Ben wagon all day long. <laughs> Kyle Busch has had horrible cars week in and week out, and he's complained about them. He still willed them and gotten good finishes, but he just, he just dude, as, a, as a crew chief in the cup, you cannot make that kind of yeah. error, especially has, with Kyle Busch as your driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, bought speed early on, but then they just don't make any adjustments to keep up with anyone. And like every single restart, right. they're like, "Oh, watch Kyle Busch. He's gonna he's the restart master." And like, dude, he just lost like five positions. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, it seems like. The Adam Stevens, man, if they had not had their little disagreement about engineers, then he would be in a lot better place right now. I think yeah, I would yeah, just go pull on Lightning McQueen and just crew chief himself. Might as well. Dude, he, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think he would have had like four or five titles if he kept Stevens for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. I'm I'm on that that train as well, the Ben B. Shore. Um, I was kind of on that train almost as soon as they lost Adam Stevens. I was like, man, this isn't going to be fucking good. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, you, know. you know, I don't know who they put up there, but you bet if I were Kyle Bush, I'd be sending Adam Stevens chocolates and love come notes back. every single week. Like, come, come back, back, please. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't he the one who fired him, though? No, I think I it think was, it was, I was a video personnel. And then and Adam, Adam didn't. Stevens He's like, this didn't is my team. It. Yeah, and basically and quit. On they're like, we, they okay. just split ways. But yeah. it just seems like it's such a silly reason to part. It's like one of them could have worked that out. you know? Yeah, there had to have been more to that than what definitely leaked out. But that's the story. We have a large There's ego with Kyle Busch, right? So, right. And Adam Stevens is not the, you know, he's not the mildest guy either. Right. So like, you got two big egos clashing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to leave before someone gives way. <laughs> yeah. Too many chiefs kind of thing. Um, so now into the bulk of the episode. Um, this episode is titled What Ifs Volume 4. This is actually a fourth edition of going through some of our favorite motorsports what ifs. Nate, you have a really good one to kick us off. Yeah, um, I was debating between two, but I ended up settling on Kurt Busch as my what if. Um, as all of you may know, he left Team Penske at the end of 2011 because of his 
personal issues. Let's just say it that way. Um, I, I do think that if he stayed there, if he had gotten to a mature point before he had to leave Penske, I think he's probably sitting on a couple more titles just because you look at the way the 22 team went with Logano with Ford support that really helped him a lot too. And I gave him the 2014 title just because I think he could have easily made the final four that year. He probably doesn't run the best at Homestead like Logano, but if the car doesn't fall off the Jack, you look at a short run restart for a title and who else is better at late race restarts than Kurt Busch. Like that guy would probably steal a title. And maybe I think he makes final four 2015 makes it 2016. I doubt he wins either of those. No way he makes it 2017 just based on how off Penske was 2018. He probably makes it again just because the parody was kind of low. I think it would have been simple for him to be the fourth best guy all year, get there, maybe get a late restart like Logano and steal a title. But I definitely think he'd be a lot better off. So that's why I kind of did a little piece on that on the website. Yeah, brand new article. Go check it out, fanfuelmotorsports.com. Um, that is a really good one because I've always kind of wondered that myself is without all those mm-hmm. meltdowns that Kurt had. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, we wouldn't have the uh, the modern-day Kurt, you know, going through these growing pains of racing for, like, Phoenix Racing and, you know, back marker furniture row. Um, but also, I think we would have seen a more competitive Kurt for a, a huge oh, yeah. that we didn't see him. Um, this also brings up a good question is if Kurt stays with Penske – um, what happens uh, with Pagano? Yeah, I didn't really address that in the article because I feel like that could have been a whole separate article in itself. But I I remember his only options at one point were either go to the Nationwide Series with Joe Gibbs, which obviously he wasn't going to take, or to go to Penske. And I'm not really sure where he'd have gone. I'm sure someone would have picked him up. It's just he probably would not have gotten another top ride for sure. Like he would have had to work his way back up. Yeah. You guys have anything to weigh in? Um, I think that that era, I'm glad that that is a, strictly a what if, because I feel like that era of Kurt Busch gave us some of the best content. Radio sweethearts and all that. Stuff. I love that. I love, I miss that Kurt Busch, honestly. Like, it always apparently he was crazy, man. Apparently he flipped off Michelle Obama. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. I was going like, through when I was writing the article and I was like, looking at all the antics. It's like he cussed out Jamie little in a pre-race. Um, got mad don't forget at about Gary punch. Yeah. That was because he was top what? 10 in points like the entire year. And like he was actually better than Brad was. And he was running in top 10 at Homestead. His transmission blows on lap two. And it like goes straight through the roof of his car. So he goes to the garage, like he's mad. You know, he just lost top 10 in points. And some of these cars are blocking his way to the garage that were like a presidential motorcade. So he just flips them off and rides back. <laughs> and then he promptly gets mad at Jerry Punch. And that's how he left Penske. What, what, what if Kurt didn't refrain from beating the shit out of ball pop? <laughs> we could have a totally different NASCAR world. <laughs> he probably never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> he mops the floor with poor Bob. I, imagine oh, being yeah. the guy that just gives it to Bob. Yeah. <laughs> he the nicest question. guy in the garage area. He asked the question here. <laughs> yeah, or even like the Marty Smith. Like, I guess he almost got into it with Marty Smith. He was just yeah, an no, angry no. fella. 
Yeah. Like, you remember the Janet Fryer thing where he's like, oh, well, you said you're in Jimmy Johnson's head. And Kurt's like, no, I did not. And he's like, well, she's like, yeah, you did. I have the transcript here. He gets up, quits the conference, rips the paper in half, walks away. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have proof. I want to see a documentary on Kurt Busch with all that stuff. Like, just oh, that'd be so fun to listen, like, watch. And... That generation of Kurt Busch was like a double shot of Tony Stewart. Like, I think honestly, I do think that he's on some sort of medication to get where he is now. Like, there's, I don't, I can't explain that naturally. Wasn't that during the time when he said his wife was like a Russian spy or something, too? Was that dude? She was, she stole from a military charity. Like, and I looked up the the story on what happened, and it, it gets a little weird. And she's like, she's like, Kurt was on the floor naked, crying, watching a movie. When he comes in, I'm like, oh, uh, that's already weird enough. Dirty and she barges in the motorhome and they get into it, but it's like, I, I, it turns out that she ended up stealing from her own charity, so he kind of does have a point. Had to I feel like mental, mentally, I'm where Kurt was in like 2014, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> we, need that, we need that Kurt energy back. Yeah, at least, well, at least one week. I want to see him get heated. Put that week. Kurt on the Fox broadcast. Oh my god. It was like I mean, Rick Ben B Shore off of the hitbox. <laughs> we might not be that far away from Kurt going back to those old ways of 2311 oh, yeah. riding around yeah. like doo-doo. Yeah, like okay, broke a battery so or something early on and tinfoil hat. We know Ty Gibbs is moving up to a cup ride fucking soon, right? Um, that's not a secret. Um 2311 is kind of a Gibbs Alliance car. What if they're kind of giving them subpar equipment to make it oh, like and Bubba don't do so well. Throw Ty in one of those cars like they did with Christopher Bell and Eric and uh, yeah, Eric Jones with those Alliance cars. Just to shove Ty That'd Gibbs in the cup. If they know that all four of their cup drivers are coming back next year, at least for one more year. I don't think Ty goes up that quick, personally. I think he's going to hang around in the – I hope that they don't give him the Joey Logano treatment. What's he going to learn Xfinity at the same time? It's like, I'm on the fence. Like, the other half of me doesn't want to rush him up because it can hurt sometimes. And then the other half of me is like, well, he doesn't have a lot of competition in Xfinity. He could win like 15 races a year down there. Here's the the thing to look at, too. He jumped into the Xfinity series and just started winning. What makes you think he won't do that in the Cup series, though? Because of the competition. That's the biggest thing for me. Like, yeah, I don't think he wouldn't cut, but I mean, the amount of winning, winning the Xfinity series so quick is, I mean, it's absurd. I could, like, Joey Logano didn't win this fucking much in his first few starts. Wait, he no won one five races last yeah. year, didn't he? Yeah, and he only started, yeah. I think, what, 12 of them? 10 of them? 13 or so. Yeah, yeah like, I think a lot of it is. Like, I think the thing with Cup is that Eric Jones said it best. Eric Jones kind of set the world on fire in Trucks and Xfinity for a while. And when he went to Cup, he wasn't as good because he's like, he wasn't used to the amount of competition. Instead of racing four or five cars, and let's be honest, his biggest competition in Xfinity for Ty Gibbs is maybe Almondinger. And he's, colleague's not the best this year. So yeah. it makes you wonder when Ty Gibbs, what's he going to be like when he's racing 20 other guys that have the same stuff as him? Why are you going to disrespect Noah Gragson like that? Oh, you're right. You're right. He was, was leading the say, points for like three or four weeks. So I do feel that the Xfinity competition is more stout now than when guys like Bell and Jones, um, and even to some degree, some of those younger guys came like up Briscoe, through it. Yeah. With Briscoe, yeah. Briscoe, yeah. Yeah, I think the right. Xfinity competition is a lot more stout um, right. than it was even five years ago. I think like it's good, but I don't think it's – I don't think it's good enough to where like the guys like Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, when they were there, you know, they had to race cup guys every week. So 
I mean, and I that kind of made them adapt quicker to get enough to call. Almondinger hops in a cup car at a road course and lights the world on fire. Right, but it's just calling this year has not looked that good. Other than Almondinger getting top tens every single week, it's just where are his teammates? I think that just has to do with like they're spending a lot more money in the cup than they were, right? I mean, they're fielding two full time cup cars. We could also yeah. look at Ty Gibbs too. I mean, the 18 car is not sponsored next year. What what's what's what happens if Ty Gibbs wins 13 races this year? There could be a sponsor out there. Like, hey, let's put him in the 18 car next year. He'd be I mean, crazy to dump Kyle over, over that, under though. over under yeah. 12 and a half wins oh, this year for man. Ty Gibbs. Over. He'll probably under. win like 20 if he comes back next year. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think we see a 15 win season out of Ty Gibbs. At I think this 15, really? I think like 10 I think or 11. 10, 10. I get 10. I'm 10's my max. I'll say, I'll say 10. I think if he comes back a second year, he could get 15. I think he gets but, more than 12. I'll say that. Yeah, I want to see somebody win every single race in one season. I would love to see that. <laughs> oh my. I, Kyle Bush. I, in the truck every race, I want like two off the wall winners at like both Talladega races or something. Like get a David Starr in there every now and then. <laughs> yeah, or like a Jay Buford. Like Riley Hurd. Or something. <laughs> Ooh, that's pushing it there. Bro. Yeah. Other than that, Ty Gibbs smoke in the field. Yeah, that's gonna be rough, man. Yeah, Raja Carruth winning at Martinsville. Yeah, that's things you'd cool. love to see. I yeah. kind of want to see Dale Jr. win this week, like and get one for the old guys. Man, how much of a party is there gonna be if Dale Jr. wins a fucking race? You imagine if Ty Gibbs like wrecks him or something. Cool. <laughs> Talk about immediately becoming a villain. Immediate like zero retribution. Could you imagine Dale Jr. and Ty Gibbs running one two with two laps to go? Ty Gibbs is in second. <sighs> yeah, uh, Jr.'s not gonna make it out of that. <laughs> I mean, he better move him up quick because Dale Jr.'s in effort mode. Like he doesn't have to race them. Like <laughs> What's he got to worry about? He pays for the damn car. Yeah, that's true. You know? What's Dale Jr. going to lose? Yeah. Junior could go out there and wreck every single car, and, like, the audience is still – I would cheer for him. I'd be like, yeah, Junior won. I I think after – so I think after wrecking three cars, it becomes entertainment. Before then, I'm like, oh, he's just a dick. But you get up to, like, wrecking six cars in a race, and he's still – Brian Vickers. I'm like, fuck it, get another one. Like, sorry guys, just got a little bit loose in the turn. Cut a right. Alex, oh, that's a fun comment right here. Alex says he'd love Ty to win 18, 20 races and then lose the championship, which is entirely possible. Dude, I guarantee it's going to come down to a green white checker, and he is going to run over whoever's ahead of him to get that title. He could wreck himself out. He's going to wreck Gragson or something. I don't know. Put them both in the wall, and like Landon Castle sneaks by, grabs the championship. No wins all season, finishes second. That would be beautiful. Or Matt, no, he finishes like eighth. It's gotta be yeah. Yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, finishes 26 because the top three wrecked yeah. out lap four restart. Um the the what if that I had has been on my list for a little while now. Um we always talk about point systems, especially on here. Um, so my what if is what if NASCAR had started the chase format in 1972 when Winston joined? And then what if they never started the chase format at all? So I think if I'd have to go back through and look at all seasons from 1972 to 2004 and look at all the points up until those last 10 and then divvy them out from there and kind of decide and see how different the championship would look. I actually think you've probably, there's probably some Reddit forms that you could probably see that. Like I know, a lot of people play around with that stuff a lot. I'm, like, yeah, I'm sure I could find something on it, um, but I've seen like 
the current championship format with like the elimination style oh, yeah. going back to like 90 or the late 80s or something like that to where like Kyle Petty is your 92 champion kind of bullshit. <laughs> There's some weird ones out there. That what if honestly makes me angry thinking about like just looking back. Imagine like the amount of guys that we don't think of at all that would have like stolen a few championships. Yeah. Um, I mean, Richard Petty obviously probably would have ended up with more um, yeah. in, in like the early quarter of his career just because of the amount of races he won. Um, yeah. I think that you would probably see Senior lose a few championships. I think Jeff Gordon would be what like a six-time champion. I think, yeah, I mean, Kevin, Har- Kevin Harvick would have won like three. To me, Mark Martin is probably one of the biggest ones. I think yeah. we see Mark Martin walk away with three or four. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I think that like obviously guys like Terry Labonte probably doesn't get one or even two for that matter. Yeah, Kowicki um, probably wouldn't have his. Yeah, because I think That'd Bill be kind of lit yeah. up that last ten race stretch. Allen kind of coasted did, on yeah. some of yeah. them. Yep. Um, who else? Um, I'm uh, Harry Gant would have been a big contender in nine. Yeah, nice yeah. one. Uh, so are we talking ten race chase in a row in September? Yeah, 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 yeah. Harry Gant. So he been. would have been logged into the championship yeah. for I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> who else we got? Um, DW probably doesn't win his 81. Yeah, yeah, you're right because I think somebody else had a better average finish. But I bet know, he like wins Bobby Allison yeah, for sure. And yeah. same with Bill Elliott in 85. Yep. Yeah. Bill probably. Elliott probably keeps the 88 championship as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I look at Bobby Allison. Might have snuck another one in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Might have. Uh, not, was it 92 when uh, when Davey had his really good season? Yeah. 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 So Davey could have been a champion in 92. Yeah. Um, I, th- I do think that Senior definitely would have lost – a couple, a couple of championships, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because yeah. you throw everything that somebody does throughout the whole regular season just out the window, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, Imagine like, if he loses like, like nice eighty-seven or something. What about guys like Rusty Wallace? I mean, I think man, he, he was close in nineteen eighty-eight. I think he didn't win nineteen eighty. He won eighty-nine, but he was like, I was in stat. I saw it was like the best average finish to not win a championship or something yeah. like that. I think Rusty could have snuck w- away with the 93 championship. Yeah, he won a lot of races, like 10. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that is interesting. And then what if the chase never started? Obviously, there are tons of posts about this, about Kevin Harvick's yeah. a three-time champ. You know, Dude, Harvick would have dominated six. this decade, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think he'd be a seven- or eight-time champion. Dude, easy. Like points. 2010, 2015, 2016. Yeah, maybe 2018, 2020. Yeah. Like, dude, he, he would have he would have locked up 2020 with three weeks to go. Oh yeah, yeah I did. Gone. I did read an article about that. He would have if it was Winston gone, Cup points. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he was with, 2010. Someone said that he would have won by like 400 points. Yeah, like and here in the Bush Series where he won, he locked the championship up in like oh five races earlier or something. Yeah, like five or six races left. He was up by like two thousand points. <laughs> That when we start talking about those types of seasons, that's the only time I can like fully say I get why we have the playoffs now, right? Because imagine like as a fan, like that would the last five races of the season meaning absolutely nothing. Like we're just going out there destroying equipment for no reason. I mean, that's what F1's kind of came to lately outside of last year. Yeah. You know, like some of the races are actually pretty entertaining despite the title being locked up. Sometimes. I'm the opposite because you get more like fuck it moments. 
Like, I, 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 I want to come in second. Yeah. yeah. Well, imagine like, if Corey Lamar would have won a couple races, you know? Okay. Brazil in F1 title was locked up and it's like that race was crazy because no one was racing for anything. Denny would have been a champion of six as a rookie. Yeah. With the playoffs, right? Yeah. Straight. Oh, could, have had, yeah. The could, could have had more <laughs> moments like 2001, New Hampshire, like Robbie Gordon. Bumping yeah. Jeff Gordon. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know, like, yeah. Cause they were already locked up. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we see very many like Gordon 98s where he just goes out and whoops ass the last race. Cause he's already won it. I think we see more like, why am I racing? Let someone else win it kind of deals. Shoot, I'm winning everything. I'm, I'm yeah, selfish. Is that I'm how selfish. you would be, Colton? Like if you already have it locked you up. You really think you would it. just give up races? No, I mean, <laughs> obviously I'd still race, but I wouldn't push it as hard. Really? You don't want to win the championship race though? No, because oh, I already man. got the cha- I already got the the trophy. I would know? try to win. I wouldn't try to make enemies because I'm like I don't want to get something started I for next year. That's kind of where I am. Like I wouldn't push it too hard. Um, but I would I try to win. Try every to race win, sure. but I'm not gonna try to wad my shit up or try to make enemies. I'm not gonna, you know, put the team in jeopardy trying to do something just to win these races. See, like, I think I would be flashier. Like I think I would really like be pushing. If already one. Yeah, like uh, let's make it six watt in this corner. You remember when <laughs> Rick Hendrick was on the pit crew for when they locked up the title? Like they had Rick Hendrick do pit stops and stuff just for fun. They're like, yeah, we already locked it up. So see, to me, that's like spitting in everybody else's face. <laughs> that's yeah, probably yeah. the shit that I would do. Like I'd probably have like my buddy be my dude. Crew if I won a race, you know what I'd do? I would spin across the line. Like shoot, I don't like, know. If oh, I yeah. crazy, locked it up with three weeks. Three weeks left. I do like a fan sweepstakes, like. You know, come be my spotter for me. Cross the line backwards. I would probably just who knows what I would do. That's yeah. Oh yeah. That mentality is why Martin never won a ship. Well, plus that questionable penalty in nice ninety, but yeah. Talk about questionable penalties. Um can I do a what if? Yes. What if Junior didn't say that that win didn't mean shit? Oh man! Ooh, I, how many points would he? So he lost twenty five off of that. So yeah, didn't but he it, wreck it Atlanta or something like that? Yeah, it changed the dynamic of the rest of that season because he wrecked yeah, it Texas. It I think he wrecked it Atlanta. Like it just took yeah. all the wind out of the sails because he went away from yeah leading the points out of Talladega to running like fourth in points. You know, and having a deficit. He won Phoenix too, so like that. Yeah, last that the penalty plus the Atlanta wreck kind of just nailed him. Yeah, I definitely think you see the team playing it more safe. Um, and cruising away with a championship because I don't think that Kurt Busch was as competitive that season as Junior, obviously. No. I think Johnson um, was probably a big threat, though. Johnson was a big threat. He won like four of the last five or something. Yeah, but he dug himself into such a big hole those first few weeks up until Talladega. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and not only that, we jump into the DEI rabbit hole of like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what happens with DEI? Because, you know, now you're not sour in relationships. You know, if you got two checkered flags over there to look out on the mantle, you know. I don't. That's an interesting one. It's a painful one to think about. As like just yeah. a diehard junior fan, um, like that's that's one of those moments in junior career that just like lives in a junior fan head rent free forever. Um, yeah, there's I mean, a lot of moments, countless that. moments. Yeah, for sure. But I think that one stands out the most for me. Um, I like the DEI thing. DEI very well like could have been salvaged. It had that not happened. And who do you blame? Do you blame Dell Jr. for saying that in the heat of the moment? Or do you blame NASCAR for being just like way NASCAR. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's crazy to get a penalty for that. 
Yeah. And I mean, not only regardless, Junior had a sway with NASCAR that like no other drivers had. Right. It's the most surprising that he was the guy who got got for that. And I feel like that was NASCAR's way of trying to make an example and say, hey, we're not playing favoritism. (laughs) But I think that they took it just a little bit too far. Yeah. A hefty fine would have been all right, but. Yeah. Well, I think you look at like how different TV was back then too. You know, like it was just a totally different dynamic where now Harvick can say that was a chicken shit move. And they're like, nah, we're good. It's good TV, you know. Yeah, let's get some more words out here. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that what a driver says should ever like result in a points penalty though? Depends. I don't think so. Said. Most part, I don't think so. For the most part, no, but I think it depends. Like, what will they have to say to get to that point? I mean, like, obviously, yeah. if you're in an interview after the race, live TV, and you're calling Bubba Wallace the N word because he wrecked you, like, <laughs> that, that's that's like suspension. That's more than just points. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that that should just be, yeah, like, that would like, just get out. you out. Like, yeah. I think once you get into slurs, then yes, but I mean, just right. dropping an F bomb because you're pissed. You yeah. Know, like but, Hamlin and Martinsville last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, stuff like that, no. But, I mean, obviously the big ones, yeah. Everyone knows what bad words are. I think we're just being soft. Everyone does it. There's two types of people out there. People who swear in liars. Right. Yeah. But that was 2003. So, I mean, like, we've uh, we've came a long way with the American vocabulary since then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like, um, like, let's put NASCAR on, like, a 10-second delay just so we can bleep out stuff and let drivers say whatever they want. As a right. kid, I would have loved interviews like that. Beep, like, beep, you know. Oh, do, you, do, you guys, do, you guys remember, do you guys remember that uh, show? It was on, I don't know, was it Showtime or HBO where they had did, like, uh, oh, yeah. radioactive inside, inside NASCAR and they like like, the uncensored. So I love that. Like that I missed one, that show. My, my favorite one was the uh, Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson one at Martinsville. <laughs> The stop flip me off one. Yeah. yeah. I think one of my favorites is um when Kurt's on the radio and uh he's like, I'm positive that this car is a piece of shit. Because uh, I, I was yeah. like the captain is like, hard. Kurt, you need to stay positive. And he's like, I'm positive it's a piece of shit. Yeah, and he's like he's saying he's like sarcastic, he's like, Oh, 10 4, 10 4, you know. Yeah. I'm like, who does that to Roger Penske besides him? The video of Kurt just yelling fuck in his car, and you can see him like straining in the belts, like just <laughs> perfect. I've got that saved, and I put it out when there was uh, one where um, COVID canceled races. I think Kurt was upset for whatever reason, and this was a race he won, which is even funnier. He was mad. He's like, you know, these tires are terrible. He's like, said some stuff like, I wish I could hit the wall and get knocked out or something like that. Yeah. And he comes back and wins the race. There was another one where you could see him like get mad. He tried to break his onboard camera for whatever reason. And he just smacking his helmet against it. He can't break it, so he just gives up. I'm telling you, that's where I'm at mentally. Like I, I, I understand that era of Kurt Busch more than I ever thought I would. Yeah, that's uh, something so else. Like there's a video of all of his interesting moments. It's like an hour long. Yeah, I like watched it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one we got um, was. Jared, yeah, you want me to spit it off? Oh, I'll go with it. Cody, you can kind of like get involved in this because I think you did a little uh, thing on this. What if Brian Vickers didn't have health issues? How do you think he his career would have panned out? Because he came off like a career season with Red Bull, and then he also was starting to regain that traction with uh, in the 55 car with Michael Ultra Crazy, and then ultimately it just went downhill from there. But what are your guys' thoughts on that? 
Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I think that Brian Vickers would have had a Martin Shrewex style career. Um, I think he would have grown into a prime and been a very competitive guy. Um, I think he would have spent a couple of years with Michael Waltrip, won a few races and landed a ride at like a Penske, Stuart Haas, something like that. Um, I mean, there's definitely like a whole lot other things to factor in other than his health issues. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like a lot of controversy around him. Probably be hard for him to like secure some sponsorships today with everything. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I think he would have like, if he would have stayed a single man, I think that he would have been a very yeah. competitive guy later in his career. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't know that we ever see him really winning championships, but I do think he's a hell of a lot more competitive than he was from like 05 to 09. Um, right. Because he does have the same kind of career track as Martin. They both were in the Bush series dominating at the same time. And then they were both, you know, kind of coming into their own at about the same time too. Um, which is really interesting when you look at um, like, I want to do a segment one time on here, of like career comebacks and like feature MTJ and a lot of these guys that just had like complete duds right in the middle of their career and then came back to do really well. And I think Brian Vickers could have been on that track. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think we see him lighten up the world, but I think right. we see him well, maybe he wins a couple of races. Yeah. Like yeah. a Clint Boyer type career, maybe. Yeah. Probably a little bit better than Boyer. I would say just because I think Boyer was flashier. Um, to the beginning and middle part of his career, whereas to the end, the age really got to him. And I feel like Brian Vickers would have kind of aged like wine and not aged like milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, I do have one more quick one if we want to hit it. Um, I said, what if Bobby Labonte had grabbed the number one ride with Earnhardt Ganassi in 2010? Because there were a lot of talks about him getting that ride before Jamie McMurray was ever brought up. What kind of career path do you think we see old Bobby take? Maybe he gets the Daytona 500. I don't know if he's as good in the crown jewels as McMurray is, but I mean, I think he definitely would have won at least one more race before he retired because, I mean, that was a sad watching him in the 47. Yeah, I think he could have at least gotten one more win in his career. I I don't think it changes anything, honestly. I think I, you all are fucking wrong. Oh no, he's, he's gonna go crazy. Isn't kind he? of like a Mark Martin style comeback. I don't think he's winning championships, but I think he's hella competitive because he was even fairly competitive, like in the forty-seven um, and in some of those later rides that he had. He was. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's good. just even and McMurray had, didn't make the chase in twenty ten, so it's, like, yeah, it's kind McMurray of a tough ask. To, you know, he had half his career wins in one season. But do I we mean, give yeah. that much credit to the one car in that era? I, I don't think it was the greatest car for sure. I don't think it was as bad as the 43 was and Bobby was doing fairly competitive in that. Yeah. This is pretty fair, but you know, and I think maybe that veteran style driver coming in there would have helped save that team a little bit longer. Hmm. I don't hate, I don't hate that opinion. I just, I don't, I never thought that Bobby was like that guy. No, Mm -mm. I always thought Bobby was that guy. Bobby was always, I think he's a great driver. I just, I just don't see him regularly competing for wins in the one car. Like I, I don't think Chip Ganassi was ready for that back then. I don't think he's regularly competing for wins, but I think he nabs a couple more. And I, where think, I think one is probably like where I'll give him. 
where at, I, mean, I think is Charlotte was always a really good track for him. Um, Atlanta, that's Atlanta. That's I mean, out. any of the mile and a half, he was always super good at. Pocono is another one of his really good tracks. Um, I don't think we see him light it up on the super speedways quite as much, but he also did really good in the 47 car at Daytona for a couple of years. Like he also, mm-hmm. I think he probably, honestly, I think the 2010 500 would have been his best shot. Yeah, I'd agree. Honestly, just give me 71 tax slayer Bobby Labonte, and we're, I'm all in. Uh, 90, 96 ask.com Bobby Labonte. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I forgot they even sponsored a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. 96ass.com. Give me the 32 uh, Terry Labonte. Oh, yeah. The whole go fast. Was, yeah. yeah. Bobby fast, drove right? that car too after him. Yeah. yeah. All the way on super speedways, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 96. Man, these Labonte brothers, they stuck around for quite a while. They yeah. did. They they definitely like they kept their name in NASCAR for as long as possible. I got to yeah. meet both of them last year, which was like insane. Um like Terry's way nicer in person than Bobby is. Really? Interesting. Yeah. 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 Bobby, like, I mean, I I would be the same way, but like you could tell like he wasn't as about like meetups with fans as Terry was. Like Terry loved it. I don't really yeah, I don't think you hear much from him these days, do you? Mm-mm. No, every still races download. I know Bobby does, but just Terry. Yeah. Um he was actually running some race that weekend at a small track in Texas. Okay. Well, really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but Bobby drives the uh, the cookout mobile. Colton, you got yeah. cookout out there out west? No, Man. we barely have people out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, we barely, I mean, I always tell people that in Cheyenne there's a pretty girl behind every tree. We got like seven trees in the city. <laughs> That's a little bit generous. Yeah. Yeah, it's so flat over here. You could watch your dog run away for two weeks. <laughs> I mean, I live in Florida. It's pretty flat, but I mean, we can't see it like you can. We have people. Yeah, I can damn near see the next town 40 miles away. Dude, I bet your air quality is incredible. Yeah, because it just it probably cool. is. Like, dude. It's windy as dude, shit. I went to Wyoming cool. in 2017. Yeah. And, like, it was so peaceful out there. It's just because we blow all our pollution in Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It just felt peaceful for whatever reason. I'm like, this is nice. Who cares about Nebraska? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nebraskans don't even care about Nebraska. It's windy as shit here. We had a 94 mile an hour wind gust yesterday. Really? Yeah. Are your houses like structurally built for that? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We just don't have really tall buildings. I see. Okay. Yeah, y'all's tallest building is what, like 10 stories or something? It's twelve. It's the dorms in a. In and the, I lived in a twenty-one story apartment for like half my life. Yeah. So like I'm already above Wyoming. It's a pretty good aerodynamic yeah. place, though. Yeah, the wind is the wind is brutal. Twelve story building. My God. I've never been like to that portion of America. I've been like Southwest, like Arizona, Texas. Yeah, it's and nice. Stuff, Wyoming's not a bad place for you peace. Need to go north at some point, Cody. Get down, get yeah. out of the south, dude. The north don't have nothing for me. It's just cold up there. Wow. Yeah, I liked Pocono wow. when I was here. Feelings are hurt, Cody. North like has it was, uh, up here. It was 100 degrees outside in August of last year. And then six months later, it was 140 degrees colder than that. In Wyoming? Yeah. It gets that hot? It gets that hot and that cold. Really? Yeah. Um, This is probably like a morbid question to ask, but do you like 
I would if I were you. You like lay awake and not worried about the uh, the super volcano? No, because we're close <laughs> enough. If we're not immediately killed, we're I mean within an hour or so we're okay. fucking done. So you don't and have too much dread. Yeah. One thing is like the nukes. Like whenever they're like nuke talk gets picked up, like Cheyenne's near the top of the list just because we keep so many nukes around our city. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. have them in like the middle of a field somewhere. Yeah, and then like so much of like the parts for the military come from out in this area. Like yeah. I know that like my Dude, worst is on a fucking hit list. Oh, same, same Dude, here. There's we like people have, out like, there that live in like missile cells. Like they'll have like an old yeah. missile cell and like turn into a house. Yeah. I'm like, you can't do that out here. My city has like one of the biggest army ammunition factories like in America. So yeah. Yeah, like we're on that list too. Our uh, our post office downtown is like a uh, designated fallout shelter. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We don't have fallout shelters here just because we're all gonna get obliterated anyway. Like, there's no fucking point. <laughs> well, I'd say like back in the '60s, whenever it was built, like the fallout shelter probably could have housed everybody in the city. But like, our city's yeah, grown so much. Yeah. 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 Like, if you're not the mayor, you're not in there. Yeah. Well, and see, like, the volcano question is, like, me asking you guys, like, hey, does it keep you up at night knowing that, like, you get hit by a tornado anytime? Uh, yeah, fun fact, like, we're in that, yeah, we're in that concern right Dude, now. I got that Category yeah. 5 hurricane. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's almost kind of, like, how I look at it. Like, you guys are probably just like, eh, if it happens, it happens, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're probably going to be somewhat prepared for it, and that's kind of where we are up here. It's terrifying that, like, Tornado Alley is, like, shifting closer and closer to me. Like, it used to yeah. just be, like, the Midwest, and now it's, like, middle tennessee and it's starting to come closer to me yeah well and it's shifting this way too because we used to never get tornadoes out here and now like there was yeah. a mile wide tornado a few years ago just south of us dude i got i got relatives cool. in kansas yeah. so yeah i don't know people who yeah. live in like that area specifically they have like the biggest balls in the world i do like half my family lives in wichita yeah, like no, I'm not just, even kidding. You're built different if you're like, like they apparently they've care. only seen like one tornado in like 40 years. It's ridiculous. I saw a video last night where this dude he was locked outside of his clubhouse. Oh, I and, saw it too. Yeah, and like just he's literally like in a tornado and like it goes There's over like, him and he's like, around. There goes the roof. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like dude, does he not like get hit with any pieces of wood or something like that? And like Alex is a Alex is at work right now. And he lives uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, and his plant has got hit by lightning twice so far tonight. It's terrifying. It's Florida is yeah. a lightning capital of the world. Yeah, so. which, fuck lightning. All right, it's pretty scary. Like hey, if you're lightning. on a like, dude, if you're on like a boat or something in the middle of the ocean, it's like thunderstorms. Like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a little bit creepy. I'm not gonna lie. My goal is yeah. just to stay away from the ocean. That's. Like, oh, it's <laughs> a weird place. You don't know what y'all ever been like eighty miles offshore, like pitch black. It's not my business to be out there. You like when yeah. people are like, yeah, I'll be you honest. Know, there's a shark attack. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have been in a shark's house, right? right? Like, like I was <laughs> when I was little. I was snorkeling somewhere north north of where I live in Florida, and I was diving for scallops for whatever reason. This was like a family trip, and like I look up. And I was already like 10 feet below and there was like a baby hammerhead shark. I'm like, my God, I got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> I was like 10 years old. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Sharks scary. are terrifying, dude. Like that is one of my like biggest irrational fears, being eaten by a shark. I, yeah, I don't mess with sharks. If like, you get eaten by a shark, you probably deserved it because you like, I've caught baby sharks before, before, like via fishing, but like not an actual big shark. Yeah. Like, dude, I would not mess with a shark. I'm just going to say that simple. Alligators too. Like we got alligators here in our lakes. 
so I yeah, don't imagine being out for a jog, like just a nice jog, and you got a gator like just coming at you. Yeah, yeah I don't swim in lakes. You uh, you know what the difference is between uh, an alligator and a crocodile? I you used see, to know this. You see, uh, saltwater is it? In a while. Is it saltwater uh, versus yeah. freshwater? It is, yeah. But you also see one later, and you see one in a while. <laughs> I told that to my boss. <laughs> Did you get fired? No, he was walking to like a meeting or something. And I stopped and was like, "Hey, John, you know the difference between a crocodile and alligator?" And he goes, "Yep." And he was like, "Keeps walking." I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> it right out of my sails. <laughs> he wasn't even gonna give you the shot. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. Oh, okay, you're more likely to struck by lightning. Man, what are you talking about? They're the best animals, bro. Like, yeah, leave them alone. It's like, bro, it's like if you get like, eaten I've, involved so by a tiger, marine. you shouldn't have been in a jungle. Dude, my mom, when she was like a refugee, she came from Vietnam. And uh-huh. her like little place where they refuged until they came to the U.S. was Komodo Island, Indonesia. And they're like, you know, Komodo dragons. Like, you don't mess with those things. And she's saying that like, you know, there's stories of like, if there's like a baby that's unsupervised, they just snatch them. Like they kill like deer, they kill like water buffalo. Things are crazy, bro. It's terrifying. Like, dude, animals, animal. Like, I don't mess with nature. Like I've learned, <laughs> you never should. If you want some good animals, go up to Yellowstone. You can ride a bison. Is what? that legal? Nope, probably not. <laughs> you can. I rode a manatee down here. Not legal, but. Yeah, and also bison are huge. Do not ride a bison. All right, take that no. as satire. Do not fucking. Isn't do there it. like a video of one like flinging some kid? Yeah, they're huge. They're massive. They're just a little bit smaller than moose. No, there's like this group. There's like a family of people. It was on the news. And this kid gets left alone. Like the parents run away and the kid just stands there like frozen. Yeah. Gets picked up and thrown. Is moose the plural term? Yes. Okay. Mooses. Check out all those mooses. Or moose. Meese. All the mooses. Are you on like, do you live in like moose area? Not really, no. Okay. We get a lot I of these are enormous, bro. Yeah, we get a lot of deer out here. Like deer will just wander into the city all the time and like coyotes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but not really moose. They hang out more wooded areas. And obviously gotcha. we don't have wood. Yeah. I mean here, like, I mean, it's a gamble whether or not you're gonna hit a deer on your way home. Like it's yeah, deer. Yeah, yeah that's how it is. Um yeah, we don't get a lot of crazy shit out here. Thank God. Um, Do you have squirrels? Oh, we got a fuck ton of squirrels. We got a squirrel that chewed a hole in my garbage can, actually. Really? Yeah, I bet you the northern squirrels are, like, fatter than the ones down here. Yeah. They're, like, yeah, way they're bigger. Dickhead. chunky squirrels up here. We yeah. Have, like, they're, all, they're all groundhogs. What are yeah. you talking about? Whistle, whistle, whistle pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got whistle yeah, like pigs a, a whistle pig. Whistle yeah, what pigs. is that? Never heard of that before in my entire well, life. You've never heard whistle pig before? I've no. never, I've never heard of a whistle pig. I'm looking yeah, it up right look now. Look it up. You're gonna know what it is. Y'all got like bugs up there that are different than ours, or not really? Do you know what a box elder bug is? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, our, our those are bad here. We got like we got cockroaches down here. That's about it. See, I've never palmetto seen bugs in my life. Never seen a cockroach. Never. Um, no, probably see them like every other day here. We get those funnel web spiders. I don't mess with spiders. Pretty bad. I got bit by one last year, and I still have a red mark like the size of a fucking uh, dime on my hip. Hmm. I'll have it forever. Dude, this is a chipmunk. This is literally just a chipmunk. The whistle pig? Yeah. Dude, I just don't. I don't mess with like wasps, bees, all that kind of stuff. 
Oh yeah, that's a chipmunk. That's a yeah, that's a prairie dog. Uh, wasps are my biggest fear out of anything on this entire planet. That's, that's a wasp, valid. yeah. I freeze up or run like my fight or flight kicks in and I fly as far yeah, away so, as I can. That's hey, fine. You, I don't like, get near those. Have, have you ever had a have ever had a bee come into your car while you're driving and you like? Oh no, dude! It's yeah. it actually gets dangerous. So that's whenever you might die. Like, I'm like you, you Cody. Fuck wasps. Hate them. Yeah, right. That's like my worst run thing. Run inside, like, pissing on Last year we had one of my dining room windows open and a wasp got in while we were like making breakfast burritos and Cheyenne and I were like, Oh my God, what the fuck are we going to do? And so I took my shoe and I swatted it. And I don't know. I think we swatted it into another dimension because I never found a wasp carcass anywhere in my house. Really? Hit a wall and I did not see it. Man, crabs, come on, crabs aren't that bad. I mean, Alex comments about crabs. crabs and like stone crabs. We got stone crabs down here. We can like, you're legally allowed to catch them. Like you get like a trap, you drop it in the water, you can catch them. Yeah, crabs are bad. Like it's illegal. Like I don't yeah, touch them. Bad. They sell medicine for that though. Yeah, yeah. At least there's treatments for it. <laughs> <laughs> it took Jared 15 seconds to get to that one. still dying look at him Dude, uh, no when you're walking like the gulf is horrible for crabs though in all fairness it like is. you have to watch like your steps especially yeah. in the nighttime like if you're walking on the beach in the nighttime yeah crab will get you quick so i mean do crabs like pinch the shit out of you or like i've they, never seen i mean they run i'll ever see what stone crabs look like yeah. so, like my daddy used to trap those things they are big like you do not it's, want one of yeah, they do, but it's just like I, I don't touch them. I'm like I'm not in that business. We had this this talk at work the other day while we're on animals. What do you think the biggest animal that you could take in a fight would be? Oh man, like, I, mean, I don't like my I'm, odds. No, I'm honest with it. Like I think I could probably take out like a mid sized dog. Hey, yeah, up yeah. to like forty or fifty pounds, I could probably square up with yeah. the dog. But anything bigger, like I'm not taking a German Shepherd. Ain't no, 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 maybe no like shot. a pig or something. I don't know. Pig, dude, a pig no, it depends on the size. Though. No, it's not like a big wild yeah. boar. It's going to kill you and then just devour your entire carcass. Like, that's just all there is to it. <laughs> I mean, wild boars are scary. Like, I'm not yeah. even going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put me up against yeah. like a Shizu and I'm probably winning. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a yeah, We had a couple good ones like a sloth. Like, I can mop the floor with a sloth. I know I could. Oh, yeah. You're going to be quicker. Yeah. You, you'll yeah. definitely have the element of surprise on him. <laughs> Um, squirrels, dude, a squirrel could tear you up. Like, I'm thinking, like, what's quick and agile? You know, like a honey badger? No shot. Nope. Like, not you're taking done. That. Even no. a raccoon, I'm not fucking with. Like, no. skunks, no. dude? Hell no. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bear? Like, we have bears oh. in this area? No. No, I'm not. But yeah, there was a guy bears. just a little south of us that took out a fucking, uh, like a juvenile mountain lion. Like, like, like fisticuffs? Yeah, like it not like a little cub, but like not quite full grown either. Yeah, and just beat the shit out of it. Now I wonder if he like had the element of surprise on it. No, I think it had the element of surprise on him. Oh, then that makes it even more important. And he just like Yeah, that's what about a kangaroo? Uh, no. Their little feet that just like stab yeah. you. Yeah, I'm you see those jack there's like jacked kangaroos. Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they box stuff, bro. It's crazy. I'm not, I'm not messing with them. 
Alex, I'm not taking a panda either. Well, now oh. what kind of panda? Like if we're talking a, like like a red panda. Like I could probably po? take one of them. Poe? Yeah, that's fine. Well, see, no, like it's your standard, poe? your standard like uh, what they're yeah. called great pandas, aren't they? Isn't that like yeah. the proper term? So they are actually like they shouldn't even be here. Um, like they like got screwed over by evolution, but humanity has kept them alive. Like they constantly have to like eat bamboo or they die. Like that's it. So like you take bamboo from it for like an hour and you're probably good. You just gotta play. Yeah, yeah. I could probably take a fish. I just have to take it out of water. I mean, it doesn't matter. But fish yeah, is... fish is a whole different element. Like yeah, like we gotta get like a fork or something, bring it out. I'm fucking with yeah. Especially if I have to get in the water. Obviously, out yeah, of I don't mess with big fish like marlin or sailfish. <laughs> like, yeah, the shark. Let me square up with me on dry land. I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do home and home series. One in the water, one in the. Yeah, or like birds. Like I wouldn't take any birds. Like a sparrow, maybe. What about a yeah, goose? they're too fast. Yeah, you're talking there was about a like... dove that like killed itself on my windshield once. Or not windshield, like my sliding glass window. Way to pass blame. <laughs> it, it, like we cleaned this, the glass door, so it was like crystal clear. Seconds later, boom, smacks in there, breaks its skull. When I was in a in there was college, like blood on the balcony and stuff. I'm like, Phew. there was a a really big explosion one day on campus, and the power went out because a squirrel had chewed through a pan, a transformer line, and it just <laughs> blew up the squirrel. Dude, yeah, there's a squirrel at our yeah. school once that, or not a squirrel, it was like a lizard. You know, the AC has like spinning blades. We were like up on a second floor. I jumped off like into one of those things. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, what's so funny? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, animal suicides, huh? Yeah. It happens. It's sad. <laughs> it's it's sad going for a minute. Maybe they're going through some things. I mean, that's like, that is natural selection at its finest, though. You know? oh, like, yeah, it, some animals it, aren't, aren't that right. Aren't sloths, like, number one, like, suicide rate animals? just because? Yeah, because when they're climbing, out? yeah, they'll grab yeah. their arm and then just plumb it. Dude, it's yeah. so sad when you think about it. It's just so sad. <laughs> just coming up like, oh. Turkeys, I'm too. Good. Like, turkeys are fucking stupid. Yeah, but turkeys are, like, also wild. Like, a turkey yeah, can sheep mess you aren't up. That right. Yeah. It, it, it tastes good on Thanksgiving. Yeah. They did. Um, I was mauled by a goat as a child. Is mauled the right word? Yeah, it was because it like we went to the petting zoo and it ate <laughs> off of me, bro. Like it had me down and it tore my entire shirt off. Whoa, wow, whoa, this is getting a little <laughs> So I, I I have like an actual fear of goats now. Like I can't yep. I can't be yep. around them. You don't want to fuck so you're goats. like afraid of Jeff yeah. Gordon or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you can never meet LeBron James or like, you know. yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I'd just be afraid Tom Brady would kiss me on the lips. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't. <laughs> wow, dad references. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, hell of a tangent. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Welcome to the NASCAR podcast. Yeah, we ended what if like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> What if Carl Edwards wins his uh, wins the championship in 2016, doesn't retire, which does not force Daniel Suarez to be rushed into the cup? This is interesting. I think that Edwards definitely has like a couple good seasons. I don't know if he goes like crazy, but I think that his age 38 peak season was coming up. So I think he could have had like one more really good season and then probably called it quits. I am going to say that 
I think we see him forced out of a ride instead of Matt Kenseth. Really? Ooh, because of Aris, maybe? Like, Kenseth oh. was, like, fucking dominant for a little while. Still Even after there. winning the championship, though? Yeah. He I won, what, like, he won seven races, 2013, second in points. 2014, he didn't win, but he was, like, the best Gibbs car by a mile for most of the year. Yep. 2015, he even he wins like five races. Doesn't have consistency, but 2016, he almost makes final four. 2017, he almost makes final four. I mean, yeah. shoot, I he could have done good. Edwards is getting the boot instead of Kenza. Man, I've been crazy. Yeah. Like, imagine a team that good and having to get rid of one of them. So, where does that put Daniel Suarez? Like career tra- trajectory. Uh, probably a couple of years later, maybe to the 19. Do you think he has more success when he comes to the 19? I, I think he's where Bubba Wallace is now. Yeah, that's, so? that's a good chance. Where's, where's Truex at then in this picture? SHR probably. If Furniture Row shuts down, the SHR has got an open 41 because Kurt Busch would have left for Ganassi. So I think he goes to Stuart Haas, takes Bass Pro with him. Why wouldn't Truex go to CGR though? I mean, SHR, after 2018, they were crazy good that year. So, like, But that 41 car is, like, historically bad. Right, but, like, even Kurt was, like, fifth in points that year. So they just had more money and they had more infrastructure. I mean, doesn't mean they're going to run good. It's just – Yeah, but Shrek's going to come back to the one car, right? Like – Yeah, but, like – Full circle. That would have been cool, yeah. but, I mean, even Kurt Busch couldn't cool. do a lot with them, like – you know, win a race and maybe be top 10 in points, but yeah. Yeah. Even Kyle Larson didn't do a lot with them. Like obviously he won four races in 2017, but the inconsistency of that team would have killed Martin's career. Yeah. Had he gone to CGR. Like I think um, he stood a chance at Stuart Haas, but maybe not CGR. Maybe we even see him go to Levine family instead of Casey Kane. That would have been interesting. You Where's know, Casey Kane though? Retires <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think Casey would have retired way earlier than he did had he kind of had to fight for a ride instead of really kind of been handed one. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit interested in that. I, what if Biffle went to JGR because he got an offer in the early 2010s, but he turned it down every time. Man, if the Biff would have been in a solid ride, a solid consistent Dude, yeah. ride, man. He yeah. was good in 2012. Like He was like top three in points all year and – See, I was a Carl Edwards fan growing up, and like when when uh, Kenseth went over to Gibbs, I was happy because I was like, now Carl can be the guy. And then, yeah. of course, that's at like the fall off of Roush anyway. Yeah, but yeah. He, he goes over and he's right back with Kenseth again. So yeah, huh. yeah, pain. Uh, oh man, my butt hurts. This chair is not comfy. Whew. My chair is fine. Some tailbone pain. I got really chair. Well, any final thoughts? Hmm. Oh, Cody, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm going to Martinsville. Well, Friday hmm. not, so I'm not going to see Junior Race, which is sad. But I've been setting on uh, some tickets for Elton John for quite some time now, so I get to see him Friday not. Then I'm going to make the trek up to Martinsville Saturday and watch watch the boys go round and round. Nice, Cody. Hey, I'm going there too. You're going to? <laughs> yeah, where, where are your seats at? Uh, section G, row six, seat five. Oh, dude, I got seat six in that section. <laughs> what? Oh, Which, that is fucking Bro, crazy. What? Could you you, you bought your tickets separately. Yeah, what are the odds? Bro, yeah. 
we got to record this. This is an episode highlight for sure. Wow. It's insane. Mind blowing. Like, I didn't even talk to Cody about it at all. I didn't text him once about going to Martinsville. Yeah, no, I didn't. I did not say, "Hey, here's where my seats are." I definitely did not say that. So he did not like the seat right beside me. Definitely didn't ask, or definitely, definitely didn't text Cody and ask how many times he's going. <laughs> but this starts my uh, my back to back racing week. So it's fun to get that in this early into the season. So we got. Uh, Martinsville this weekend, and then I'll be at Bristol Dirt the week after. Yeah. Then you should. Then you. Uh, you're coming to uh, Dover at the beginning of May. So I, that. I, don't, I definitely. You did not hear that. No. <laughs> why would I choose? Like out of every northern track, why would it be Dover? Why wouldn't it be Dover? Why wouldn't I, I would rather go to Watkins Glen. Like if I'm going north for a race, it would be Watkins Glen. August. Well, I just got to see where I'm at, buddy. I'm a poor, broke college student. Like, I, I can you. only do so much. I got you if you come up. Come fly, me up fly me up there. Yeah. Drive. I'm driving down to Virginia. So, unlike you, lucky as <laughs> I can go to one race a year because of the travel costs. So, so you, which one Atlanta, are you doing? Atlanta, July. We'll be have you ever been to Atlanta? No. And what tracks have you been to? I've been to Talladega and Las Vegas. That is it. How is Vegas? Uh, eh. I went to the fall race last year, so I saw the most boring fucking race imaginable. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's all right. The track is pretty cool to look through. I mean, we did the neon garage thing, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was all right. It wasn't stellar or anything. Um, Yeah, people... People give SMI so much shit, but they genuinely do provide like the best like fan experience out of any other track, yeah. in my opinion. Daytona, man, you gotta go to Daytona. I mean, I want to go to the 500. But... I would do it. I mean, I think like the fan concourses are nice. Getting in and out's easy. Like yeah. before the renovation, I would have said otherwise, but afterwards, it's a completely different thing. Dude, it's just when I think super speedway, Colton, you'll be able to understand and agree. I immediately just think of like the misery of going to Talladega. There's so much walking. Like it's not even fun, dude. Yeah. Like, like there's a lot of walking. I'll give you that. But there's like yeah. escalators and stuff like that, which is nice. Before yeah, no, there's not even cell service at Talladega. Yeah. Before 8 p.m., I'm not walking anywhere except for the bathroom at Talladega. Like I'm yeah. staying like under the fucking canopy, like <laughs> yeah. chilling out. Yeah, I'm not walking anywhere in that heat. Dude, we walked uh, for the fall race. I went down. If I didn't lose 20 pounds, like just from like sweat and walking, I didn't lose a pound at all. And like I was beat for like four days. And even just recently with Atlanta, like it was so miserably hot. Um, I mean, I I live in Tennessee, so like I know what Southern heat is like. And it was like the first hot of the, the year. So like I go from 45 degree weather to just like the sun beating me. Yeah, I uh, being in Wyoming, like October, Alabama is hot, so I can't imagine July, Atlanta. Oh, buddy, man, imagine going to I went to like Coke Zero 400s that were rain delayed to the daytime race. It's warm, the humidity gets you, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and that's like that part of the south, like middle Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, like it feels the exact same, like the same time of year, it's miserable. Of course, Florida's humidity is like cranked up on steroids, but like middle Tennessee summer is that's why I like for Nashville. I don't know if I'm doing Nashville just because of the heat. 
Yeah. So I'm gonna get Bonnaroo the weekend before. So like my body's already gonna be like ripped to shreds after a four day music festival. Oh, you'll just be conditioned for that then. I'm gonna need to be like in a hospital bed with an IV in my <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you go to July Atlanta, I'll bring you a couple bottles of Pedialyte. I'll be I think I'm coming back just because I enjoyed this race so much. I I was gonna like base it off of how much I enjoyed the spring race, right? Like if the repay yeah. was terrible, wasn't gonna come, but I freaking loved the repave. So Yeah. We'll check it out. We'll probably see you there. Um I know I'm going, Alex will be going. Um, and we're trying to get these two locked in. I'm hoping I got school though, so it's gonna be kind of tough. I got summer classes and stuff. See about work. Yeah. So, so you uh, just do your work a week early. We might in person. One of these classes is in person. So oh, that's rough. Like, yeah. In like person in online. summer, that's awful. That's like one day a week, but the problem is that like there wasn't an online option. I'm like, are you serious? Like yeah. Oh, I, I did I did summer class last year. Like yeah. I try to I want to do it every semester so I can graduate earlier. That's my thing. That's smart. Like Take I don't want to graduate in like the fall of twenty twenty four or whatever. Yeah, just drop out of college. Drop out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just drop out, dude. That's, that's, what, that's what I tell myself every day. It's like I could just end all of the suffering and just drop out. <laughs> that's yeah. true. I played a year of college baseball just to say I played college baseball and then was like, fuck this. <laughs> Where'd you play? Uh, York, Nebraska. It's an uh, NAIA school, private school. Okay, nice. What, what position were you? Middle infield. Okay, nice. Yeah. Sick. I played left bench a little league. Yeah. Yeah, I did say that I set the record for like most splinters picked out of my ass, like most bats picked up from the on deck circle kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. is that in like in your conference or is that like nationwide? I think record? yeah, any I I set the fucking record. I had to have. Like if not, I'm really close. Like if I'd have stayed another year, I'm career leader. That's that's yeah. impressive. You should be that's proud of that. That's a flex. That needs to be on a T-shirt. Do you have yeah. a plaque? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I should make one. Yeah. This is taken in between innings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw it on a shirt. Yeah. Well, that was a good episode. Hell of a tangents we went on. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for Jimmy. jumping on. Um, Jared, Nate, thanks for being here again. Yeah. Um, Jared, I'm seeing, I mean, I've seen you two weeks in a row now. It's kind of weird. I know. I'm back on the grind now. I don't have basketball games to cover. Yeah, yeah, back in a, a more steady schedule. Yeah. Um, other than Last that, schedule. guys, please uh, check us out at fanfuelmotorsports.com. Go follow us on Twitter at fanfuelmsm. That's capital F, capital F, capital MSM. Um, we will be back here again next week with another topic for you. We'll cover everything from Martinsville. Uh, thanks again to Cody Powers for jumping on last minute. Um, Let's go, Cody. Yeah, and then you guys have a great weekend.